It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 78 of the Talking Games Podcast with me, your host, The Major. Uh, it is Sunday, the 18th of September, 2022. Hope you're having a better week than I am. Uh, thank you to Bam Bam for joining me this week, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. Uh, I, I missed being on last week. Um, yeah. I'm ready to talk about the game. I did miss you. I can't remember. I mean, we didn't have a podcast last week. I'm not going to go into details the reason why. Let's just say I'm going into personal issues where, when the moment is right for me to talk about it and all's, all's settled, then I will talk about it. Until that point, yep. I'm, I'm not going to jump into it for any personal details. I don't want anyone knowing. Um, I'll let everyone know in due course. But anyway, uh, don't forget, check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. There is currently an interview up there with Fear FX. Uh, that is our first episode of the On a Wednesday podcast uh, with Fear FX. They talk about their game. Thank you very much to Corey and Hannah. Uh, that is our most clicked interview podcast slash podcast we've ever done. Uh, it's currently averaging right now 550 clicks in the last four days. Uh, and it is still growing daily. Thank you very much to Fear FX also for... Uh, Putting the money in to advertise that podcast is it wasn't uh, it wasn't requested. They did it off their own back, and I'm very much appreciated. Um, but yeah, thank you very much to them. It's great. We do have another interview coming up next Wednesday. One Ten Industries. Uh, we're talking about their game. There is a few exclusive reveals during that podcast episode, uh, including details on the collector's edition. Uh, talking about the game. Uh, we're talking about Stephanie Houston and the studio and all the everything else. It's a very good podcast. Definitely go check it out. It will be on the website next Wednesday. Uh, but that being said, uh, make sure you follow us, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, there is website media tab is coming along. Uh, it's taking a little bit of time. I am going to finish it this week and try and get it up so everybody can just go check that out. I've got two walkthroughs coming this week. Uh, the review for Destroy All Humans 2 reprobed will be up on the website. Thank you to 2THQ. I do apologise if the, uh, the review's taken a little bit long. Uh, it was supposed to be up last weekend, and then I had some personal issues, and I couldn't post it. Um, I'm trying to get back into the amount of work I currently have, but it will be up shortly, uh, and we will be dropping some news uh, in the next week and a half to two weeks on our own event. Uh, so stay tuned to the podcast for that. It will be up on here. Uh, that being said, uh, today has been uh this week has been a bit of a nuts pam <laughs> pam i'm 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 in shock with this intensity war between sony and microsoft it's it's really kicking off oh yeah it's, it's definitely getting crazy with uh jim ryan crying uh, or jim oh. crying ryan you know what i mean yeah this dude, crying is, jim this ryan. dude is, bro, <laughs> sounds like a this dude this dude is telling everything you know every time every time he gets a, you know a chance to be out inside you know doing like pr he's always crying and pointing his finger at xbox talking about you know, Xbox is doing this, that, and the third with these exclusive deals, and we're trying to look out for PlayStation gamers, you know, best interest. And we don't like the idea of Call of Duty being exclusive, but that's but that's BS well, because I, 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 there is there was an announcement this week of PlayStation. Mm-hmm. This this whole thing we're to we're we're working we're looking out for gamers is complete and utter bull crap. Exactly. And there's and there is actual proof of this because this week I will get into this in just a second, but they've made another part of the game that's coming out that's going to be huge. Uh, which will hopefully involve Xbox later on, um, yeah. is is going to be PlayStation exclusive. So them saying they care about gamers mm. is crap. They care about their bottom line. Did you notice? I know I know this is a topic, so I'm not gonna get too deep into it. But did you notice that that same day yesterday when he said that that same day Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 had an exclusive PlayStation yeah. beta with yeah. showing off an exclusive beta that's only on PlayStation for this for, you know for this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I, that's that's exactly what I was talking about. But 
That's yeah. that's the reason why. There's this complete and utter nonsense about they care about gamers and it's it's not about the money or they they just don't they just don't want Xbox. I mean Xbox is going on about this about, you know, then they're gonna allow Call of Duty to remain cross platform. So realistically, when you think about it, I know a lot of people are not right now and they're like throwing insults back and forth and it's becoming ridiculous. But there is no exclusivity with Call of Duty. There will be no exclusivity. That's what Sony's worried about. Because when you realistically think about it, the reason that Sony has exclusivity deals is because, no, they can't compete financially with Xbox. So the only way for them to get people to go onto PlayStation is to do this sort of thing where they'll make parts DLC or they'll do betas or whatever or games. They'll pay those developers for exclusivity deals. That's the only way that they can get people to play PlayStation is for exclusivity. Xbox is actually just bought the studio entirely. They still said you will still get Call of Duty. You just won't have exclusivity deals. There goes PlayStation's, you know, that that's their strength. That's their thing that's keeping people on. They lose back yeah, to lose that. Yeah, yeah it's their bread and butter. They're going to lose that. Me and you both know how much uh, Sony loves to uh, market, you know, best you know, best played on PlayStation, only on PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's, part of that's, their whole... This, this is their worry because Call of Duty for PlayStation is a massive seller. Probably right. is more than Xbox, probably on par with PC, although not by much. Console-wise, it's PlayStation. The fact is, is that they're about to lose all exclusivity rights to it. To any DLC, any beta, anything, any content that's that they've paid for is about to go out the window. That's why they're scared. That's why they're worried. It's because they're going to lose those exclusivities. The reason that it's keeping Call of Duty players exclusively on PlayStation, I and mean, mostly on PlayStation, is because they're about to lose that deal. That's the only reason they don't want this to happen. It's money. It's not about gamers. And I, I, I will get into this in just a second. Um, they did release some news uh, a couple of days ago now, yesterday, about the new PSVR. Uh, so much for caring about gamers. <laughs> Uh, yeah. VR 2 will not be backwards compatible with the original. So all those games that are on VR 1, you will only be able to play them on VR 1. What is their yep. thing with ex- with this backwards compatibility? They don't seem to care about the history of their own console. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that whole thing, and I mean, maybe maybe it's because I'm old school, you know what I mean? I remember... I remember when I upgraded from my Super Nintendo to my 64, or from my fuck, or from my PS1 to my PS2, or from my Xbox to my 360. None of my old games work, so I mean, I, I don't really care about stuff not being back compatible. Um, I can definitely P- P- see I mean, PS2 did have backwards compatibility with PS1, well, at least in Europe. I, mean, I know I, they did with I me. Mean, I mean, I mean, like none of my PS1 games worked inside my PS2. That's so, what I mean. It didn't I mind. Mean, I, I, I did have the original, though, when I bought when the PS2 came out. I yeah. bought it day one. But it's like, I don't really understand, you know. I mean, I get why some people would be mad, but, I mean, if, if I'm a consumer and if I know, you know, the way how Sony has been moving this generation, at least for this generation at least, yeah. I'm going to do my research before I go out and buy, you know, yeah. a PSVR 2 to see if I can play my older games on that console. Well, or at least on that uh, accessory. Yeah. Uh, they did release a statement. They said PSVR 2 is much more has much more advanced features like all new controllers, haptic feedback, adaptive triggers. It's all pretty much jargon. 
Uh, he basically said this means developing PSV, PSVR 2 requires a whole different approach from the original. However, a number of developers have come out and said after reviewing the technical uh, aspects of the P- PSVR 2, there is no reason why the original games will not be able to be ported. There's no reason why they couldn't be. Uh, VR games that uh, debuted exclusively on the platform, such as Moss 2, have been ported to other headsets like the MetaQuest. So there's no reason why that's not shouldn't be the case. Uh, VR yeah. 2 is obviously planned for release early next year. I believe it's what April, March, around that time. Uh, there's a considerable amount of money being apparently spent on partnerships with independent and third-party developers uh, to secure a considerable pipeline of new content uh, that came from directly from Jim Ryan. Uh, that energy and effort and that money will continue to grow as the installed base of PSVR 2 headsets grows also. Uh, that came during the keynote in uh, January. I don't understand this thing about why they need to have games. They can't, they can't, they don't care about the games they've had. They don't seem to care about last generation PS4. A lot of those games are not going to work on the PS5. Eventually that console will die and those games are lost to history. They don't seem to care about preserving their own library. Mm -hmm. And I know there's going to be gamers out there. I'm one of them that love playing old games, being able to, I mean, I don't need a PS4, PS4 console. I think this might be the reason why they do it is because if they still want to sell PS4 consoles, or I don't know how if they're still selling them or not, but if they want people to still be getting those con- games, want to get those consoles, a good way to do it is keep games on that platform. You can't buy a PS5 to get PS4 games. So you have to keep that console around. But even then, they still do this thing of, of just like, they've still got bugs in the system where eventually the PS4 will eventually burn out. Those games are then gone. So they, they need to do something about preserving their history because there are gamers that like, when they play a certain game and they love that game, they need want to be able to play it. You're just turning people off your brand. It may not be about money, but you're, you're, you're turning people away from you by being greedy, essentially. They're, this whole yeah. thing about them caring about gamers is utter nonsense. Uh, everything we know now, uh, PlayStation State of Play launched... Was it when was that? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? It came out. It might have been. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, everything that was shown at State of Play uh, this week included Tekken 8, God of War, and Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, there's everything that was announced. We're about to go through it. Tekken 8, I think, is probably the biggest announcement. Uh, uh, Bandai previously teased a new entry uh, in the long-running fighting game series. Uh, there has been an announcement of Tekken 8. We have seen the game in action via a trailer. Uh, there is no release date. Uh, vague launch window. Uh, beyond giving to stay tuned. I have heard from Bandai or sneak peek from one of my uh, sources at Bandai. They are looking at late next year, possibly Christmas. So maybe 2023, although that is not confirmed. Do not take that as solid. Uh, pos- most likely, possibly, maybe next year. Uh, looking maybe November, December, if we're lucky. Uh, it might not come out for a little, might come out sooner than that. But at the moment, no, it's apparently the... Uh, the internal discussion is having it releasing around Christmas. Uh, Star Wars Tales uh, from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition was also announced as a VR game set in the Star Wars universe. It is coming, uh, I believe the original was Oculus Quest two years ago. Uh, Sony's announced the enhanced version will be coming to VR2 in 2023. Uh, Demio, which is another VR2 port uh, announced during today's short show, uh, was Demio. Uh, it aims to create the experience of a four-player tabletop RPG. Uh, it's become quite popular on PC is coming to PSVR 2 next year as well. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin, it's another story. Apparently, uh, Sega's dropping the Yakuza brand. Uh, 
and they'll just be releasing individual games, even though they will still be in the Yakuza universe. They're no longer going to be called Yakuza, which doesn't make sense to me personally. Uh, but it's Araya Go Kotaku, obviously, studio works on it. Ishin, uh, first released 2014 for PS4 and PS3. Uh, never made the leap to the West. This is the first time it's ever going to be releasing in the US and Europe, uh, which is extremely cool. Hogwarts Legacy, uh, not much was shown. New trailers, stuff we've already seen mostly is obviously Hogwarts Legacy is going to be one of the most anticipated games next year uh, for releasing February 10th, 2023. Uh, a game I will definitely be playing. There's no, there's no doubt about that one. Uh, Pacific Drive. Uh, it's the debut game from Ironwood Studios. Uh, it's a FPS exploration uh, set in a wild-looking car action game. It's extremely weird. Uh, expected to deal with slime as well. Uh, that will also be out next year. PlayStation Stars, uh, which is Sony's totally not NFT system. Totally not NFTs. Not <laughs> NFTs at all. Definitely not. Uh, it's launching... <laughs> it f***ing is. Come on. <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, it's launching parts of the world late this month. For those who really give a crap, I certainly don't. I will not be using that. Uh, Sim Duality. Uh, that, this game looks exceptionally cool. I think this is ba- I think it's Bandai as well. We do have an article on Sim Duality on the website that came straight from Bandai. Definitely go have a look at that. Um... It's like third-person mech robot combat with guns. I'm still getting... I can't remember the name of the game now. It became... There was two released. You had to jump in and out. It was like multiplayer. What was that called, Bam? Uh, it was next. I'm trying... I don't even remember. Because, like, I, the only I, games that, like, that, like, I really cared about was uh, Last Ronin Ronin, the yeah. Like a Dragon game, and uh, yeah. Stellar Blade. Stellar Blade looked amazing. Yeah. But at one point, it was called Project Eve. Yeah, yeah. And it was supposed uh, to be multiplayer... You know, yeah, as well. But mm. I mean, I, it's coming out next year, but ne- it's going to be a PS5 exclusive only, so it's never coming. Apparently, yeah. it's going on PC as well, though. So. PC, yeah, but console-wise, it's going to be a PS5 console exclusive. Oh yeah. Uh, Rise of the Ronin, as you said, set in Japan, uh, described as this ball and action RPG, developed by Team Ninja. I absolutely love that studio. Uh, it's still got two years away. Uh, it will be going to PS5. If you can find one by then, that is. Uh, right. Yeah. But this is one, I definitely I agree with you. This is one game I, I saw and I was like, wow. Um, there was a new God of War controller released and a new trailer. I really don't care about controllers, if I'm honest. Uh, but God of War, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the new the new story trailer dropped. Uh, there's a new trailer. Heinz anticipated action game. No, no one can wait for this. It's out in November, both PS4 and PS5. I will most likely be picking this up and playing it myself. Uh, that was all for State of Play. I'm jumping into Sony's main story this week, and I'm getting really fed up with this flipping UK <laughs> government for so many reasons, but this is one big one. Uh, they've managed to put a severe damper on this whole acquisition deal for absolutely no reason. They've, most people are... Most governments, including the US, are trying to get through it to get uh, basically approve it. From what I'm hearing, uh, they not not a lot of governments. I mean, there's a lot of governments of uh, like Canada and, and France and Germany. They're they're all looking to finalise it and get it over the line. UK again has to get involved. Uh, early this month, uh, Microsoft announced its huge planned acquisition of Activision. Early this year, I should say. Uh, recent months, I've seen regulators scrutinising the deal, determine whether it was not actually fair. Uh, on the rise of the games market to see it go through, a lot of companies are like, really excited for this because this is going to be a big deal. It's going to change around Activision, change the top, make the culture go away, the, the very negative, abusive culture that has existed in Activision for a long time. 
The CMA, which is the uh, Competition Markets Authority here in the UK, uh, is a regulatory body for basically competition and consumer interests. Uh, as announced, it has inquired into a second phase as a result of antitrust concerns. I don't know where the antitrust comes in, Ben, because they've yeah, already announced Call of Duty and all Activision games will remain cross-platform. Yeah. Where is the antitrust in that deal? I think I think the main thing is is mainly I think that's why Jim Ryan is is trying to do everything he can, you know, by bringing up uh, old contract clauses saying, you know, that Xbox promised them at least three years of it's, you know, of Call of Duty staying on PlayStation. So yeah, and they so and they said and they've he, he said Jim Ryan um, Jim Ryan Phil Spencer's already said we will honor that agreement, we will honor all contract issues and yeah. all contract agreements we currently have. There is no reason for the UK government to be getting involved in this deal. There is no antitrust, there is no anti-consumer, there is no you know, negative impact that's going to happen on Sony, besides the fact of the one thing they actually care about, exclusivity deal. Right. That's, I, all they, that's all they... I'm trying to figure out where was all this crying and, and, and pouting, you know, when Spider-Man, you know, yeah. game a game that everybody used to play on, you know, like Xbox users would always play Spider-Man because, you know, there was at least 15 to 20 games on the 360. You know, you had Spider-Man yeah. Web of Shadows. You had all the, you know, you had all the movie Spider-Mans. You had all the side piece Spider-Man games. But yet nobody said anything. There was no pouting or crying, you know, when PlayStation took legit the biggest superhero in the world and, and, and made that exclusive. Yeah. There's, there's so, no, I mean, Sony's had exclusivity deals with Bandai and Sega and Square Enix and, you know, indie developers. They're, they're buying out half the indie European studios, the small ones in like Spain right. and Portugal and companies in, I can't remember what that one was. So, so it's not yeah, they've been picking up France. a bunch of small Yeah, they're small, small indie, but they're buying, yeah. they're buying all these studios from investing money into these very small single solo developer studios all the way up to having a hundred developers they're not big at all these studios are, are basically very poor at the same time they're making very good games sony whereas xbox will publish games without asking for anything from them they won't ask for ownership in the company or ask for stocks or anything like that instead they'll just will publish it it has to be good obviously it has to be markable so we can sell it because if it's not we're not going to give you all this money and then it doesn't make us any money back Instead, we will give you the money, let us play, etc., and then that's it. They publish a game, you get, I think, about 70%. They take 30 because it's usually those sort of games will either end up on Game Pass or they'll fund all the distribution, all the physical stuff, so they make their money back because they, the Xbox do a lot for indie developers and don't ask for anything in return. PlayStation, on the other hand, wants a percentage of the company. They want exclusivity rights to just your console. You can't release it anywhere else. Xbox, don't ask for that. They'll say to you, if you want to release it, Switch, PS4, fine. It's going to limit how much money they're going to give you, but at the same time, they're not going to stop you doing it. PlayStation, like, if you want to release it through our, you know, our, our indie system, it has to be exclusive. That's it. End of discussion. There's no, yeah. you can't release it on Xbox. They won't allow you to do that. And I know also I've asked. There's also a big problem with, I wouldn't say it's a problem, but I remember there was an indie developer. Uh, he made that whole, there was a game that came out called like Arc Runner or something where yeah. like you run around. But anyway, I remember hearing hearing him speak multiple times on Twitter about how 
the advertising system was on PlayStation and about how bad it was because mm-hmm. they don't they don't really advertise indie games, at least not the ones you know, because you have to pay a specific amount of money to be featured on that PlayStation yeah. store. They'll, from, they'll give you some money you know, to finish the game and get it published, but they'll not do anything for you past that. They'll get your game out, they'll get it made, they'll put it on their system, but that's it. If you're looking for advertising or Xbox do, Nintendo do, Steam do, Epic Games do, PlayStation doesn't. I think they're they're the only one. You have to pay extra. You have to give them money back, money they've given you to make that game before your game even sells. You have to pay them to get it advertised. That's (laughs) really scummy. That's so, that's really bad. Imagine this, right? Imagine you get a game you spent years on. You finally finish it. You approach PlayStation. Here's my game. I would like to set it for this much. Can we get it on the platform? And they say, game's great. It's fantastic. By the way, I want 15% of your company. You're not allowed to sell it anywhere else. And you have to pay me something stupid like $15,000, $20,000 every month to me advertise it. Does that sound like a good deal to you, Bam? Because it doesn't no. to me. That sounds really dirty. And PlayStation are now moaning about exclusivity deals that is going to kill their business if Xbox buy Activision, when it it will have no impact on their overall for Call of Duty, other than the fact that they're not going to be able to do what we spoke about, which is them having exclusivity on the new Call of Duty IP beta. I'm losing will to live with Sony. (laughs) because they are destroying their reputation i used to be a big sony mark when i was younger the only reason i switched to xbox is because they had games coming out that i wanted to play and i couldn't afford to have both consoles i was 14 at the time doing a paper round so i didn't have the money so i had to focus on buying one or the other and there were games i was desperate to play but they were xbox exclusive which is why i switched playstation have done nothing to bring me back Apart from oh, you have to pay this much to go get the exclusivity. I don't, I don't care about exclusives so much. I just want to play games. This this, this stuff with Sony is really ruining their reputation. At least on my part, I've seen comments on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram over the last few weeks and Reddit that saying that they a lot of gamers are being turned off by Sony's practices, what they're doing lately. They just see them as being scummy, and there isn't no reason for them to behaving in that manner. Uh, Microsoft acquisition, though, Xbox has actually confirmed this. It won't have, uh, won't affect Call of Duty for at least seven years. This is another thing. Xbox yeah. confirmed this deal with Activision will have no impact on Sony to at least, at least 2030, in the slightest. And that is just for the exclusivity deals of the contracts they currently own with Activision, because those deals run for the next seven years. Once those deals run out, the exclusivity goes away. That's it. The single player and all those games will still be on PlayStation. So yeah, I don't see what Sony's generation. Yeah, I don't see what Sony's probably we have another generation probably by then as well. Right. The new PS5, the new PS6 will be on its way. It's just it's so ridiculous. All this bickering and squabbling over Call of Duty. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, if, if Sony had the money, they would do exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't even tell you. Like, they would tell you straight up that that game was going to go exclusive. If Sony had the amount of money that that, uh, Microsoft had, that game would be exclusive, no questions asked. And nobody would say anything about it, even though Sony is the market leader. 
absolutely. Uh, Phil Spencer did respond. He said, Microsoft and Sony route is intensifying. Uh, competition is about driving competitors to innovate. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Sony just don't want to. Uh, the spat between them was obviously intensifying this past week. Phil Spencer gave his thoughts on US TV. Uh, he spoke to CNBC overnight uh, and was questioned over Sony's recent comments on the deal, including pushback from Jim Ryan, uh, who previously branded Microsoft's reassurances as inadequate. I don't know what you want Phil Spencer to do here. Are you, are you asking, like, what what exactly does Phil Spencer need to do to prove to Jim Ryan that this is he need is he need to suck his dick? Like, what what is your problem, Jim? Seriously, <laughs> he wants a. Do, does he need to give you a reach around? Like, what, is he have to, have to marry you off his daughter? Like, what, what exactly do you want from him to say this deal was inadequate? He's already made a public statement, public statement, which can be referenced if he decides not to, that he agreed to do this. So what's inadequate? What exactly do you want from him? I don't, I don't I don't understand what his problem is. Someone explain yeah, to me why Jim Ryan is so salty. I'm guessing somewhere in, you know, within whatever talks they had in the background, I'm guessing, you know, that Phil probably offered him a certain amount of years because I'm pretty sure that at at at, at some point those games are gonna come off the PlayStation console. I wouldn't you say they come they, off because they are massive sellers for physical editions, Call of Duty. Call I mean, of Duty yeah, on but, PlayStation sell a lot. I mean, yeah, but it, but if you also look at what else they got with the Activision deal, they got Candy Crush, they got Call of Duty Mobile, they're going to have Warzone, they're going to get all the money from Warzone, all the money from uh, Candy Crush. So them yeah, taking a hit. Do, do you know the reason why Xbox, I, I, we spoke about this two weeks ago, do you know the reason why that Xbox why, is what? buying Activision and it's not for Call of Duty? It's probably for Candy Crush. Yeah, it's mobile, mobile games. Yeah. That's what they want is the mobile games. And the reason they want mobile is because the Activision make the top four mobile games in India and Japan. Yeah, but that's what I was saying, though, about, like, uh, I think uh, Jim Ryan is probably upset because, like I said, there had to be something within that contract that, that showed him that these games aren't going to be on PlayStation forever, at least without you giving something up. Whether that be you letting us put Game Pass on PlayStation or whether that be you giving us some of these exclusive games that you took away from our fan base. It had to be something that, like, he wasn't okay with. No. I'm pretty sure, you know, that something in, inside that contract, you know, Jim Ryan wasn't okay with, with either what Phil Spencer demanded that he would have to do to continue to receive Call of Duty on PlayStation. And you maybe got, you got to come around in a tutu and clean my office. You think something? Right. Something. <laughs> so, something you know? personal. <laughs> That's what I would do. You, know? yeah. you have to call me <laughs> daddy. Sitting, <laughs> yeah, in fact, you got to call me daddy Phil from now on. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Phil Spencer is not a gamer. He doesn't understand gaming. He's never been in the gaming industry. He never what worked. Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan, sorry, not Phil Spencer. Yeah, Jim yeah. Ryan never kept, never was in the industry. Never worked as a developer. He's had no. He hasn't worked his way up. He got hired by Sony because of his business acumen. So he doesn't understand gaming, and he's looking at this, as far as I can tell, as. We're about to have the rug pulled out from under us. Yeah. Now, if you look at what Sony's biggest games are that they release on that platform, Call of Duty, I think, is about third or fourth behind their top three exclusives. Call of Duty it's, generates the most money for it. For yeah, they generate the most money. But as far as fan interaction and social media output, it's it's Sony's own IPs. God of War. 
you know, the Uncharted when it was out. The games that they own, the games they make. Now they've got Destiny. That's eventually, I, I'm guaranteed there's going to be exclusives on that. They don't care. People aren't complaining about the fact that Sony's going ahead and making all these games exclusive. They're, they're top ones. But when you've got their biggest third-party game that generates them a crap ton of money, more than anything else, then they've got a problem. Because mm-hmm. to them, it's exclusivity. Uh, Microsoft was prepared, apparently, to go further on a recently state pledge uh, to keep COD on PlayStation for at least seven years. Perhaps promise it will remain on PlayStation in perpetuity, means forever. Uh, Spencer said his expectation was that Xbox would continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation and other places in forever. He had no intention of ever removing it. Uh, he said, the full quote, I can't talk a ton about where we are in processes or regulatory information just because of the mechanism that, that there is. I've set out there are publicly to our fans and our customers, which is where our strongest commitment is. Our expectation is we'll continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation, hopefully expanding places. People are playing all games. That has been our goal. We put the player at the center and through technologies like cloud shipping day and date on ps on pc our expectation is the games we're building will be played by more players going forward that's our goal with all the games we are playing today that's a fairly strong statement i mean he's not removing it it's fairly strong but i don't i mean he said he didn't come out right and say that starfield wouldn't go off playstation before that bethesda did went down i don't know if if you remember or not but they were saying they they didn't come out right and say Starfield will not be on on PlayStation until that deal was over. Also, yeah. also having having him say we want as as many players to play these games as possible, they can do that because again they're gonna put this game on Xbox. This game is gonna be on PC, and this game is gonna be playable on Xbox Game Pass and Cloud, which you yeah. can access through a tablet, through a cell phone. So even if you don't, so even if they take it off of PlayStation. If you want to play Call of Duty, you still have access to play Call of Duty because everybody owns a cell phone. Mostly everybody has a laptop or some kind of tablet. You're going to be able to access this game. Yeah, one way or another. And they've already said Call of Duty will be coming to Game Pass. Yeah, and I just don't see... When I just Call of Duty, you know for a fact all those Activision games are going games. All those Spyro games, all the Crash yeah. Bandicoot games, all those they games. They love... Games. Xbox love backwards compatibility. They love people to be able to play old games because it generates excitement in the next release when they decide to do another one. Yeah, but I was just going to finish off with saying I don't see how it makes sense for them to spend $70 billion mm. on Activision um, and continue to play nice with Sony when Sony... Because Microsoft and Nintendo, they have a great relationship. You see, you see all the collabs that Xbox has done with Nintendo in regards to Minecraft DLC or Minecraft content, or with Ori going to uh, Nintendo Switch, or even with Steve being put into Steve and Banjo being put into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But yet, you still have Sony. You know, right now Sony is still the market leader, and every time they get this big head, they always get cocky, and then they and then they start to do this. This 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 arrogant type of thing to when they don't want to play nice with the others inside the industry. No, and they're saying that gamers could lose out should the deal go ahead. When Phil Spencer has said specifically that PlayStation is a big market for Call of Duty, they have no intention to take that off. 
Call of Duty, Sony will still get the same amount they would have gotten anyway. They're not losing any money. The only thing they're going to lose is stuff like being accessed to have exclusive betas. That's yeah. it. That's all they're exclusive losing content. from this deal. And it's not, a, it's not a, yeah, exclusive content. You can't have you know, a DLC that's exclusive on PlayStation. That's all of it. That's all they'll lose. That doesn't really make them any money extra at all. But you know why it hurts so bad, though, right? You know why it hurts. And, and the reason why it hurts so bad is because Sony legit took Microsoft's playbook and copied it bar for bar, word for word, during that Xbox, during that PS4 generation. Because during the Xbox 360 generation, you saw Xbox doing the same exact thing that Sony is doing right now. When Because Xbox used to have that Call of Duty marketing deal. And you would always get betas first. You would get map packs first. You would get weapons first. Or you would get certain things first from Call of Duty. And even though you and I, that won't dictate whether or not if I'm going to buy a PlayStation or an Xbox because I'm not a casual gamer. But the casual Call of Duty fans who only play the, the Maddens, the 2Ks, and the Activision games every single year, regardless if it's trash or not, with no innovation, they're going to go out and they're going to talk to their friends at work or they're going to talk to somebody else, you know. And if if they find out, hey, look, if we get this on PlayStation, then we get to play this, you know, a month early. We're going to get these map packs a week early, two weeks early. Call of Duty fans live and die by that. They've been yeah. doing it for years. Yeah, And that's he why said, he, said so he wants hurt. exclusive titles on Xbox. However... Yeah. Uh, part of the platform is to drive affinity for what we do. We don't want those games to end up being played by more players than they've ever played. We want those games to be end up being played by more players than ever before. So we build out the technology and information, innovation to make that possible. Uh, we'll ship games on console and PC. Uh, we obviously make them available to almost everybody with a web browser today. You can go on the website and play those games via the cloud. We're going to give more access to the games to players to go forward. Sony has this statement that Sony saying is is the reason they don't want this to happen is because it's going to affect gamers and it's going to make worse the gamers. You still have access to it. The only thing that's going to affect is PlayStation not having exclusivity. That's it. So this whole thing yeah. is anyone that's worried or agrees with Sony about this, you do not have to worry because it's not going to have any impact on you whatsoever. None. Even if you are worried about it not coming to PlayStation, even if you are worried about it, there yeah. are plenty of games that, that you can't play on Xbox or that you can't play on a Switch or that you can't play on a PlayStation. If you really want to play these games, then just go buy that console or go get a way to get onto that game. It's not impossible to play these games. No, you can play, you can play from, it on tablet, phones, on your like, PC. The problem comes from, like, it's mainly fanboys who you see arguing or agreeing with, like Jim Ryan. Because anybody else who is not, you know out here fighting for a piece of plastic, they're going to go out and, hey, I can't play Call of Duty on my PlayStation no more? Cool. Let me go buy an Xbox. Let me build a PC. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, the CMA apparently is saying that they're worried about the impact the deal could have on PlayStation's ability to compete. Bro. Uh, they're they're going the number one console. <laughs> they're going outside, man. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's so stupid. PlayStation's ability, the reason they want to expand and look at the deal is because they don't think PlayStation's going to compete with Microsoft. PlayStation is the number one console. There are more people with PlayStation 5s than there are on the Xbox flipping Series X. That doesn't make any sense, dude. Why? Yeah. 
Would you say, I mean, I know this current government is literally the stupidest bunch of people you'll be able to find. They're literally scraping the dirt off the bottom of the barrel at the moment for people we've got in government. But this is just plainly idiotic. Uh, people who have absolutely no idea what the f*** they're talking about have said this. Uh, could be Given that a deal would see Microsoft gain ownership, and this is the only game they, they've questioned, being that Activision have over 80 IPs, Call of Duty series. Uh, Microsoft has also responded saying it makes zero business sense for Microsoft to remove Call of Duty from PlayStation, given it's the leading console position. Yeah. They will lose <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, they make more money on PlayStation than they do on Xbox. And the reason for it is because those cons people play Call of Duty on PlayStation. PS4, there is still over... I think 120 million. 120 million PS4s. More people are playing Call of Duty on PS4 than on Xbox One and Xbox Series X, period. There's more that doesn't make any sense. Why would you oh seriously this 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 entire investigation is a complete shambles and I guarantee you this is the reason this is happening. Because we know about this government, what they've done with, comp with companies before who have asked them to investigate certain things. They've given them money. I am 100% certain of that the Sony's given this go the government money to investigate this deal, just like they tried to do with Brazil. I, I bet you any, I bet you, I bet you anything I have, that is what's happened. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. I would love to find out one day, man. It, it probably will never come out, but I guarantee you at some point down the line, because all this stuff keeps getting exposed, Sony has given the CMA something, because it's just, the, the statement from the CMA is just complete and utterly absurd nonsense. Doesn't even make literary sense. <laughs> you just yeah. All you have to do is look at the balance sheet and go, oh, they're talk we're talking crap here. This absolute nonsense. It's PlayStation, Sony, Jim Ryan have done something dirty behind the scenes to get this investigation going uh, sony's reached out to gamesindustry.biz said by giving microsoft control of activision games like call of duty this deal would have negative major negative implication for gamers and the future of the industry what uh, <laughs> i have to laugh because this is so absurd we want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality experience. What about the rest of us, dude? Not exactly. everybody has yeah, a PlayStation. Don't care about nobody else. Yeah, no, everyone else. We just want our people to have money. Uh, earlier this year, Phil Spencer said Microsoft is committed to make it on play available on PlayStation for at least several more years after Sony's current marketing deal with Activision expires. They have no intention of removing it physically from PlayStation. This only involves the exclusivity bullshit. Like we've seen with the Modern Warfare 2 announcement this past week, where Sony has released a new beta, uh, or Sony hasn't, Activision has announced a new beta for Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 content, which pre-orders and digital content will only be available on PS4 and 5. Uh, this will include the only operator pack, uh, including a high-level weapon blueprint, which will be crossed between both platforms, both games. Uh, some background on this courageous operator, uh, Watanabe, is a warrior and a gun for hire. Uh, that came from Activision writer David Null, who told PlayStation Blog uh, he's torn between country and family, he honors the code of the samurai. 
Uh, Sony and Activision obviously have a long-standing marketing deal involving Call of Duty recent years. PlayStation owners have received a range of exclusive in-game bundles, game modes, and early access to public tests. All of that is going. <laughs> so let this, this deal goes through. Uh, the Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer bot beta has already launched. Uh, what are your thoughts so far, Bam, on this? Um, I'm not a huge Call of Duty guy. I mean, I do buy Call of Duty almost like everybody else uh, every every year. So I do play them. I have played them all. Um, this new beta, this beta that I've been playing, I, I put about five or six hours into it. Um, I'm, I'm liking the gunplay. Everything feels punchy. The, uh, my biggest complaint or my biggest gripe with the game is probably the movement. Uh, when like when you play this game, you feel really, really heavy, and it feels like you're walking in quicksand or running through quicksand. So you feel really, you feel really, really limited to to you know to what you can do or how you can do it or what kind of. They've had similar issues in the past where you feel like I I mean I I know in the early access we got for Vanguard when I was trying to run, it felt like I was running through water. I was running that slow and the legs yeah. were moving, but the body just was not going quick enough. Yeah. That was a, that was a very common concern. There were so many bugs in the Vanguard early days. It's a terrible game, but I've, I've, I've had a probably about an hour of uh, this new modern warfare. And I'm, I have to say, I'm not impressed. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not very impressed. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff there. that just feels like say me from, you know, the last three or four Call of Duty games, they haven't really innovated anything. They can claim it's innovation. It doesn't feel like it, personally, for me. Anyway, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me there. There's going to be Call of Duty fans who are just like, no, this is the best game ever. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I've I don't played know, man, Call of Duty take, on and off. If you I'm, take I'm Twitter impressed. major, there's a lot of people who feel the same way how you feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of the fans of Call of Duty, you know, especially from, like, the 2019 version. Or even from Vanguard, a lot I've seen a lot of people saying that this game doesn't feel polished, that they don't like it, and that it seems like Activision has taken out a lot of things out of the game that made Call of Duty, you know, as you know, at least to them, the people who love Call of Duty, you know, it's it's, it's I, I'm no game. slight against indie developers here in the slightest because I love indie guys. The, the studios we work with on a daily basis are a terrific bunch of people, extremely talented, but this feels like a very indie level. Battle Royale shooter FPS. I I know, I mean, the graphics-wise, it looks incredible, but just the gameplay and the mechanics in this and how they like, run and the movements, it just feels like you're one, like you're, you're not a real person, you're like a stick figure. And it just right. feels like when you, when you do something like that, when developers do something like that, it usually means you haven't spent a lot of money on it, you haven't got the budget. And it feels very low budget and very low quality for me personally. I don't understand why, because Activision's an extremely wealthy company. They clearly have the money to make games like this playable. But I just, I'm just i not impressed with Modern Warfare yeah. 2 thus far. They've got a long way to go before this, this game feels like a standalone Call of Duty game, rather than they've really like limited... They've limited everything. It's not. I'm not going to give you my impressions of it first off, because I'm obviously under NDA. I'm not allowed to. But I will say... I'm not impressed with Modern Warfare 2 from what I've seen. Uh, I, know, I know you've you've had similar concerns. I have seen people that have had the same concerns as me, who said pretty much the same as me. Um, but as far as I can tell, uh, I think this is it. I think that's the Call of Duty we're getting this year. And it's yeah. not something that I had any interest in initially. I was very dubious because I was not a fan of Vanguard. Uh, if you go back and read my review of that, 
but this game is it just feels worse. <laughs> it feels worse than Vanguard somehow. I don't know how they've managed that, but it's 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 very dull. It's not there's not a lot to it, and I, I'm really not impressed. At how all. much? How much? How much do you want to bet that we're going to see people blaming blaming the uh, the Xbox the deal. of yeah? <laughs> yeah. They're going to blame this <laughs> on on Microsoft buying, and they say, oh look, this is. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you work for Xbox. Yeah, my poor, yep. poor management. They don't own them yet. This is this Xbox have no input in the development whatsoever. Oh, yeah. The only the only reason I could Twitter. I I I know that Twitter's but there's going to be people on Twitter because Twitter is just a cesspool of idiots <laughs> and racists and dumb people. It's just there's so many stupid people on Twitter. I've been kind of this week since the Queen died. It's it's getting over the top. Pretty much the, the takes on literally everything. It's just idiotic, to say the least. Um, yeah, do not comment on a public forum if you have absolutely no clue what you're talking about, please. But this whole thing about, oh, this this Xbox has anything to do with Call of Duty now. They don't. They file paperwork to buy them. That is about as far as it's gone. They don't have any say in development. This is all Activision. Uh, this seems like a very lack of trying like they don't want to spend any money on this Call of Duty because they're thinking maybe next year they won't have to anyway. It, either that or they just do not care about the state of Call of Duty. They just need to get the game out. And they need to get out to make money because they haven't released anything since Call of Duty last year. Because that's all Activision does now is Call of Duty. This, the amount of work that they've put into this is very limited. I do not see any improvement whatsoever from last year. I think, in fact, I think the quality is downgraded slightly. The the whole thing, I just, it's awful. It's not a good game. It's very subpar. If I was rating it, I'd probably give it a two out of five, at best, if not less than that. That's just some early impressions, and I'm only playing about now. I'm not, I'm not into it. But anyway, uh, if you're looking for a good deal, we got deals of the week. Roll the thing. Are you looking to start a podcast? Sign up with Podbean. Voted. The number one online podcast app by people like you. And it is. Use our promo code popbean.com slash gamesinquirer. That's capital G and capital E. And get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet. With promo link podbean.com forward slash games inquirer. Kicking us off this week, EA Play one month membership right now on the Xbox store is only 79p. Uh, that deal was just launched a few minutes ago as a time of reading this. Uh, definitely go grab that for EA Play. That will include obviously all FIFAs, all the EA games. It's a good service. Glad it's on Xbox. You get that for less than a pound this week. Uh, Devil May Cry Definitive Edition on PS4 right now at CEX is 30% off. It's not a lot, but you can get that game for now for a 10. Our definitive edition on PS4 is great. I love Devil May Cry. Uh, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun, uh, currently £3.49 on Steam. Uh, you can also find Diablo Immortal Collection right now on Amazon with free postage and packaging uh, for Nintendo Switch, £26.95. Uh, that came with free posting packaging. That is for Switch. Uh, speaking of Switch, uh, the OLED console and Metroid Dread right now at Argos, £314.99 with free click and collect at Argos. That's for the OLED console and the copy of Metroid Dread. Definitely worth a look. 
Chloe, I'm talking to you. Sonic Frontiers uh, pre-orders have already begun. Xbox Series X, PS5. You can find it on Amazon right now for £44.95. That is only 5% off. However, it's not bad for a game that's likely, very likely, going to be in Game of the Year, possibly. Also this week, Raccoon City Edition, Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake right now in the PlayStation Store. It's currently only £16.49. Uh, that deal is ending the end of next week. Definitely go have a look at that. Uh, PlayStation 5 Plus uh, Pulse, should say, 3D wireless headset. Right now in the game collection, uh, with free potion packaging, has dropped in price. It is now 69.95, down from nearly 100. Definitely go worth a look at that. Uh, the Miraculous Rise of the Sphinx, that also at PS5, currently at Smith's, uh, is 32.99. I don't know how long that game's been out. Perfect for your little ones for Christmas if you're looking to find the game. Uh, Sackboy, a big adventure right now on the PlayStation Store, is free. Uh, it's another Sackboy freebie costume. It's the Tome costume. Both consoles, you can get that completely for free this week. Disco Elysium, the final cut right now, the Ultimate Edition bundle. Uh, on the Steam Store right now is £18.89. Uh, you'll also find Watch Dogs Legion right now, the game collection, is £6.95. My God, that game has dropped in price. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Right now, Amazon is £39.95. You can find that deal right now with pre-postage and packaging. Uh, Half-Life 2 VR Public Beta right now on Steam is available. Uh, that is completely free. You don't have to pay for that. And last but not least, Days Gone right now on PC on CD Keys. Just £10.49. Oh my God, where has that game gone? And that is all for your deals of the week. Uh, speaking of Xbox, Xbox has stated they are remaining open to further acquisitions. They said Activision will not be the last one. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I believe that because if you see how much scrutiny that they that they are already facing with his acquisition. Mate, from, if, if this know, was if I was Phil Spencer, I'd be like, I can't give a shit anymore. I don't care. I don't think I don't think they're gonna be able to purchase anything else. I don't think anything else will fly by because you know with the purchase of Activision and Bethesda Games. They they've already scooped up two of the <laughs> biggest publishers and made two of the biggest deals yeah. in history. I mean, it, I mean, realistically thinking about it, though, Embracer, look at what they've bought the last few weeks, last few months. They've bought far I mean, more than that, <laughs> and that was a I big mean, yeah, but but like what what did Embracer own before that? Because even before, uh, oh, they, they own activity. they own loads, mate. They own Coach Media, which is now Playion. They own THQ Nordic. They own most of the big studios in Europe, actually. They own several studios in Japan. Um, I can't remember, I believe, I think Koei Tecmo is also a developer for or a studio for Embracer. They own loads. They have yeah, 11 divisions. Games, yeah, but what big games does, because we talked about this the last time when, you know, when, you know back when we was all together. What big games does Embracer Group own compared to Xbox and Sony? Right. I what do they have? That I'm on turns, their website you know, right the now. Market? I'm on their website right now. I have two minutes. Let me have a look. Right, so basically, they own, obviously, Crystal Dynamics, Aegis Montreal, Square Enix Montreal. That means they've also owned 70 IPs just from that alone. Uh, they also own Coach Media, uh, which is a pub publisher, which means they also mm -hmm. have interests in uh, all Coach Media games, uh, which also means they also have uh, profits in Splitgate, uh, in uh, Prime Matter, any game that runs through Coach, because Coach is like a publisher, like Embracer, but Embracer yeah, also... Yeah. I know who Cotton Media is, but, but that's what I'm saying. They they don't own any heavy hitters at all. I mean, Saints Row was the last like, one from can, the big game and, from them. And you see what Saints Row did. So Yeah, Saber they, Interactive, that's another one. Uh, what did Dark Meet, Saints Row Interactive. Uh, Saints no, no, Row no, play on Saber Interactive. I'm talking about what games do they make for the market that, that moves the needle. That's the thing with Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo. 
Mm. They own video games that move the needle. Saints I'll, 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 the I'll needle. tell you what. All right. So Saber Interactive alone makes Evil Dead, Insurgency, SnowRunner, Space Marine, World War Z, Dark Hard Desert Rally, Phoenix Point, Pinball Games, Playgrounds. You just named a bunch of mid just now, Major. Mm. But they also own Aspire Media. That's a massive studio. Slipgate. Uh, New World. Slipgate is shutting down now. And that... And, and yeah, but it's, it's, been, it's been fused into other studios, but they own Zenmit Studios. They own a ton of indie games. Madhead, uh, Coffee Stain, Coffee Stain North, also owned by Embracer Studios. I hear you. Goats Factory, you, Valheim, but, they own a But you're just proving my point. But you're just proving yeah. my point, though. My The point that I'm making is they don't own anything that will move the needle. These games that, you know, all these games, whether or not if they're good or not, that's not the yeah, argument. No, no game, when you compare it to games like Call of Duty, no games have a matchup. Call of Duty is one of the biggest games out there. I'm talking about, you know, about, I'm talking about even before Xbox bought Call of Duty or even before they mm. bought, you know, Bethesda games. Even well, and they also own Gearbox as well. Okay, but right, what sorry, I'm Gearbox saying is... Or Borderlands okay, series okay. Is okay, but what I'm saying is this. None yeah, of no. those studios or none of those games that they published sold as much and brought as much revenue in as the studios that Xbox and Sony or Nintendo owns. Not right. even Sega or Capcom. They went up and they bought a bunch of mid. Yes, those games have a fan base. But let's say Embracer Group goes out and buys something else. None of these studios that they have right now, or maybe in the future, are going to increase their revenue the way Sony Studios will or the way Xbox right. Studios but will. But you also have to look at the amount of studios that Embracer actually own because all, each of their key divisions owns about 20 studios each. That's a huge number, considering, like, for example, where Embracer also own Amplify Games Invest, which is one of the biggest gaming investment firms in the entire world. They invest in multiple studios on a daily basis, half That's of which cool. they don't even own. That's cool, but again, that doesn't, that doesn't break down yep. my point at all, because I'm talking about from a point of when these people look at at, okay, can Xbox go out and buy something else? Because if you're looking at what they have on the table, mm. they are taking away this much amount of money or this amount, uh, like a bunch of funds. Because again, whenever whenever Bethesda drops a game, those games sell millions upon millions. Yeah. The same but thing. You've with got Activision. companies out there like Tencent. Tencent own a percentage of every studio on the planet. Yeah. They put money into everything. On, but Xbox, yeah, but the reason Xbox is do. saying this is because they want to compete with Tencent and Embracer and Sony they're as far as how much, own, how much they own, which is why they're saying they want to further acquisition. I don't think... I wasn't saying that I don't want them to do it. I'm just saying I don't think that they're going to be able to get it to pass at all. Yeah, it depends what size of the studio they're going for, though, because the only reason this is going through in international governments... Because it's a publisher. Yeah, not just because it's a publisher, it's because it's a massive deal for $70 billion that will have a long-lasting effect globally on an entire industry because they're buying out a studio and a a number of studios and a publisher that have offices in every single country. And that's the problem, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like what else is left for anybody to pick up? Square Enix Enix want to sell the rest of their studios. And And that's a huge studio. But like got EA, Ubisoft, to Take Two. Yeah, they might not be able to buy big publishers. I mean, realistically, if they were to go out and say they wanted to buy the rest of Square Enix, I don't think the UK government's going to try and stop them because Square Enix are desperate to get rid of everything. 
they've pretty much just flash sale, buy as much as you want. Xbox, I think, could probably get away with buying the re- or part of Square Enix Studios if they wanted to, and several IPs. That wouldn't have a difference. But you're not going to find a bigger deal right now than Xbox buying Activision because Activision is the biggest third party oh, yeah. company there is. It is. There isn't any company bigger. So if this deal has gone through this much, Xbox will probably think, yeah, if we've just bought the biggest publisher there is in the entire world, is it really that much of an issue to go buy a bunch of smaller ones? Because realistically, if they wanted to, they could go buy Ubisoft because Ubisoft isn't going to cost them even 10% of what it costs them to buy Activision. If they yeah. wanted to, they could go out and buy the rest of like Capcom or Konami because they're not realistically doing anything. So there is no scrutiny there. I mean, Call I mean, Capcom, I mean, yeah, they're releasing Street Fighter 6, but, but they have I like... I mean, Capcom have two or three IPs they actually still use. They're not moving the needle as far as content goes. They're not pushing out thousands yeah. of games like they used to. At the moment, they've got Street Fighter and, you know, I can't even think what else. Probably two, probably two, two or three big games else that they release. But, Bandai but, would be a big publisher if if Xbox wanted to buy them, but I don't think they're in, they're going to be able to do that. But do you think? I don't know, man. Like just just seeing how long and, and just seeing how drawn out that this, you know, I know that it wasn't going to be done, you know, in a month's time or two months' time. But it's like every I, day, I, I knew this would take a year or so at least. But it's like every day, whenever you look at it, it's like every day more news is coming out with them facing more scrutiny and with, and with more people looking in onto this deal. I don't think they're going to be able to pick up anything else unless it's like a super small indie studio. A Bandai yeah. I mean, person, you, you, I could buy, you could buy a small indie publisher. I don't think anyone's going to give a crap about that. It's when you start getting into the Bandais and the Take-Twos and the Ubisoft yeah, that's when people where gonna they're going to have intense scrutiny. I don't think they're looking to do that. I think they may be looking at studios or publishers like a smaller publisher that are doing great games, but they're not they haven't got nowhere near as much money. They're not going to be as heavily scrutinized. I mean, I I guarantee you, if they get this Activision deal through, Xbox and Phil Spencer's egos are going to go through the f- roof because they've just pulled off a miracle. Everything else just seems like small fish in comparison. Realistic, yeah. you look at m- money. Uh, they're not having a great time of it, though. Halo Studio for 343. Spoke about Halo two weeks ago as well. Oh, my God. I'm getting really fed up with Halo right now. Uh, it's reportedly losing another member of its media leadership team, uh, that being the director of engineering, David Berger, which is a massive blow to 343. Oh, my God. Uh, basically, the guy who was responsible for steering the ship for the last several years, as far as development goes, is leaving. That's not good. Uh, 343 is reportedly set to lose another member they did lose previously. If I can remember the guy's name. Uh, uh, Brian Kosky, who previously headed up marketing, is set to become GM following the loss. Uh, Elizabeth Van Wick will obviously business and operations uh, now that Berger is leaving. They have previously lost several members of the team over the last few weeks. Uh, Berger's exit will 343 will follow that of Bonnie Ross. Uh, who announced on Monday that she's stepping down after 15 years as CEO, as leader of that studio. Uh, now Berger is following up. That's going to look very bad because they've lost two massive influential figures in that company in a matter of a week. Uh, in order, he said, to attend to a family medical issue, uh, she's stepping down. Ross is also leaving Microsoft after more than 28 years working for Microsoft. Uh, Berger helped ship Halo 4, Halo 5 and Halo Infinite. 
uh, include the leading of the development of the slip space engine, which is used for the most recent entry. VGC uh, apparently tried to get a report or a comment on it and they declined. Uh, Brian Kosky obviously will be heading up marketing and will be replacing Burger in the next few weeks. Uh, early this month, 343 apparently released a fresh round of Halo content, none of which has gone down very well. Uh, the content is very, very dry and obviously. Obviously, with the cancellation of game modes, a lot, a lot of people are very interested in, in Halo anymore. Uh, but Xbox have managed to do one thing. Uh, They've managed to mildly grab hold of one of the biggest games that went to PlayStation 5 last year. Deathloop will be coming to Game Pass next week. Uh, Golden Loop Update will also be added, uh, which is going to be an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> uh, the irony. Uh, we should be adding a new weapon, fresh enemies and upgrades, plus an extended ending. Uh, from what PlayStation got your thoughts on that band quick before I move on. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I just hope people get that game, you know, a fair shake. I know, de- definitely. I love Deathloop. I amazing. love Deathloop. So I just hope when it goes to Game Pass, I hope people actually sit down and play it and actually give it, give it a chance before they, before they put it to the side because it's not what they're used to. Yeah, I will, I will be doing a slight walkthrough uh, next week as well. There'll be a video yeah. up. Uh, so I got got it's given now how long. I like it so. Yeah. I I have had a go of it. I did enjoy that that game extremely well. I think it was very not extremely well. I enjoyed it. I thought it was extremely fun. Uh, the gameplay is exceptional. Uh, I think the game they did well developing that game. I don't see really any issues with it. Uh, I love people. Some people were very critical of it for some reason. But I really I, I wonder what it was, Major. Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> understand their criticism, to be honest. You know why I, it was. Because, why, what, because, what, because, you tell me, you because tell me. Cause I got I'm, you. So, because, you know, I be knee-deep into them Twitter gutters, man. So, I remember every time they showed that game, and when people thought that it was just an exclusive PS5 game, everybody loved it. It was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Everybody liked what they saw. But as soon as that, that confirmation came out that Xbox had bought Bethesda games, because it's one of the studios under Bethesda yeah. or under Zenimax who made that game. That was when everybody started saying, oh, this game sucks. This game is trash. <laughs> you see it all the time with those, you know, with like the fanboys inside the community. Every time a game or a studio comes, if it's exclusive to a console, they love it. But if it goes somewhere else, then it's trash. Or if I, mean, I, I don't understand those people, though, Bam, because yeah. let's face They're it, sick. all you've done is given this company money. They couldn't give a, tra- a toss what your opinion is. They don't know you. They don't care. They, yeah. they appreciate your purchase. That's about They're it. They're sick, man. They're <laughs> sick, man. It's, 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 it's just so... Like, this behavior is just weird to me. It's completely alien that you would put this much investment and be this against another company. Just because you bought someone's console does not mean they give a crap what your opinion is. They honestly couldn't give a toss. They don't care if... You don't like a game. Doesn't matter. You paid mm-hmm. for it, so what? Right. That's their opinion. And I'm not, I don't I'm not saying this is the opinion of every developer or publisher. I'm saying in Sony's case, they don't care. <laughs> they just want your money. <laughs> That's a business. They're they're completely business minded. They are not gaming minded. They don't care about gamers. They just want you to put money down. So this whole thing about oh it's crash tra- trash because Xbox Try to bought Bethesda. It's just utter nonsense. It's just nonsense. It's just it's it's hatred for something that for because you've picked sides. Why pick sides for? Play everything. 
Director Dinga Bakaba also revealed the game will receive a Golden Loop update for all platforms starting next week. Uh, we will have exclusive Xbox content for Game Pass when it launches. Uh, the Xbox PC version of the game will feature cross-purchase and cross-save. Uh, the Hauts prototype is a new energy-based rifle uh, with a continuous laser-like beam. Uh, the update add, also adds four upgrade options for Juliana's unique ability masquerade, uh, which didn't previously have any. Uh, there are also 19 new two-in-one trinkets, uh, which combine the abilities of two existing trinkets. Uh, players will have to contend with new paint bomber NPCs, which are sprint enemies strapped with paint-filled excl- explosives. Uh, the Arkine development action game was previously released on PS5 and PC September 14th last year. Uh, now that PlayStation's exclusivity deal has elapsed, place Microsoft can now put the title on their next-gen consoles. It will be also on PC and Cloud via Game Pass. Uh, Deathloop will also be added to the PS Plus game catalogue on the same day that it releases on Xbox. So you have absolutely no reason to hate. Uh, that being said, uh, Deathloop's... Released during an unprecedented situation, obviously during COVID. Uh, it was one of the games last year that got a five-star review from several outlets. We unfortunately did not have one because we had the time. I think we had about 10 games we were trying to review at the same time. We couldn't add a third. We didn't have enough for time for to do another one. Uh, but that being said, last but not least, we jumped into a break. Nintendo Direct was this past week. And oh boy, I love this Direct. Uh, this massive announcements. Uh, this included Legend of Zelda. Uh, we did do a little teaser on this article when we announced that the Direct was coming. I did say that the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 was going to be confirmed. I did say that. Uh, GoldenEye 007, the remake, is coming to Switch. Uh, also, will be coming in Xbox Game Pass, by the way. And Pikmin 4 uh, is the number of games that were announced for this. The Breath of the Wild sequel will be coming. It has finally got a release date. Uh, it will be coming May 12th next year was confirmed with a new trailer and the name it will be called Legend of Zelda Tears of the Tears of the Kingdom. I'm interested very much in playing this. This is definitely going to be on my buy list. Uh, Nintendo also announced that 007 is coming soon to Switch. Uh, that will be for Switch Online and Expansion Pack members with online play only. If you're buying digital, you will need it online. Uh, but if you're getting the physical, obviously, get the physical. Uh, nine more Nintendo 64 games have also been confirmed for the service. Uh, Shinigeru Miyamoto uh, availed a Pikmin 4. Sorry if I said that weird. That was not intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nintendo Reveal Fire Emblem Engage, uh, both of which are coming to Switch next year as well. Uh, also showed off two of the new tracks that are coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, Pass, the Booster Pass. I bet look forward to that. I have to get that Booster Pass eventually. Uh, and the new DLC Wave, which will be releasing this Christmas. It's been a while since we've had the last one, so it's nice to see them doing another one. Uh, Switch also announced It Takes Two will be coming to the platform. Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, several Resident Evil games. Everybody Golf's spiritual successor, Easy Come, Easy Golf. And Tunic will drop in on Switch. There is a ton of games that are coming now. Uh, Kirby's Dream to Dreamland is also coming. to Return to Dreamland is coming to Switch. Uh, we also said, announced Nintendo showed off seven minutes of Bayonetta 3 gameplay. Uh, they also showed off Drag- Dagon Rompas. Uh, creates new game master detective archives rain code revealed uh, everyone else uh, had a number of uh, interesting comments regarding radiant silver gun uh, which is out right now i haven't had a chance to actually even look at that yet uh, it will be something i'm looking at eventually uh, those two dlc tracks though have you managed to have a go at them peach gardens and merry mountain did those come out yet? Because I, cause I didn't think those... Uh, no, those the, uh, they're not out they yet, showed... but they will be releasing in Christmas. They did release a sneak peek yeah. 
uh, certain people got access to them early for a test. Yeah, but I have been playing all, all those other tracks that, you know, that they released. You know, like I always try to do a Mario Kart Saturday morning, uh, yeah. you know, a little get together with some of my friends. We had like 10 to 12 people in there and it's it's, it's really fun, man. Yeah, you should write me really sometime, good. dude. Hey, man. If, I don't know. <laughs> I have like, got Switch. Man. You said what? You, you should invite me. I have got. I have got Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if you was like Chloe, man. You know. I I'll, know be, I'll, I'll play it. I haven't played in a long time because I don't have anyone to play with. Yeah. And it gets well, boring hey, just sitting on your own. After, so. after the podcast, man, you got to give me your uh, Nintendo social security number. So, so I can add my, you. I'll give. I'll, I'll give you my name. I'll give you my social security number. Anyway. I need no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> trying to con me. <laughs> One nah, seven three. <laughs> the reason why I said that, right, is because on the Nintendo Switch. To add people, you have to give them that super long number. So, so oh, I call yeah, yeah. Oh, Nintendo my friend code. Yeah, security yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. It's friend code. Not my social yeah. security number. <laughs> there are going to be some people like, he's trying to rob him. He's trying to rob him. Yes, sir. Uh, anyway, uh, that we're going to jump into a break. Uh, we also, oh, before I forget, uh, two hotly anticipated names that remained announced but they were suspected to be coming. And they would have been the prime thing that people were talking about. Uh, Zelda Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports. The Switch. Did that actually drop? Because I don't think they did. No, they didn't. No. I mean, that was the thing that everyone was saying was that was going to be the main focus of that show was those two ports. They never came. Yep. I was so, hoping that, you know. Yeah, Je- Je- whoever announced that or teased that is a liar. I did say we were getting a Breath of the Wild 2 announcement. I did say that. Nobody believed me. Now you know. I'm not going to lie, man. I would have much rather have got a Wind Waker or a Twilight Princess port to switch over that Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Because well, while to be, I was to be honest, home, the reason we knew about this anyway, because I, I did speak to somebody at Nintendo, and they did say is that Breath of the Wild 2 was going to be, like, the big announcement, because it's a game that people have been asking for for nearly a year and a half, nearly two years. So that was in their mind, but they kept saying, okay, we've got, if we do Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, this is what I probably think the discussion was, if we do... Breath of the Wild 2 and Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, one of those are going to get pushed to the back of people's minds. We don't want to renounce too much of that. So instead, we're going to do one or the other. And I think that's why they went with Breath of the Wild, because it's a game that people have been asking and waiting for a sequel for a long time. Right. And they've been teasing it over and over and over and over again and never announced anything. Now we've got something. I think the next, because I do also know the next Nintendo Direct is not long away. You look at maybe three, four months, or maybe before Christmas, possibly early next year. That could be where they slot those two games in, those two ports. I think that might be what they plan to do. We'll see. Anyway, we're going to jump into a break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be talking about movie news. Uh, sequel for Constantine is coming shortly. Uh, which I'm so excited for. Uh, Karate Kid movie planned for soon as well. Uh, we also got some announcements of the Sonic Frontiers, Star Wars Eclipse. Cyberpunk is kicking back off again, thanks to Netflix, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's not over yet. Tell me why you a fire. It's burning up in my head. Why do I always tell myself that it's not over yet? Why you gotta tear my heart out, leave me in the rain? Why do I always tell myself that it's not over yet? When the light fades and the dawn breaks, that's when it's hardest to fix it. When you're lonely and your heart aches, that's when you know what you're missing. Hold up, let me get my story straight. It hit me like a tidal wave. 
you give me just another day to tell myself it's not over yet. Tell me why you started a fire. It's burning up in my head. Everybody telling me it's over Trying to shut the voices out, they're getting closer Help me stay alive just so I can show you It's not over yet Tell me why you started a fire It's burning up in my head Welcome back to the Talking Gates Podcast, episode 78, with me, your host, the Major. I'm still here with Bam Bam. How you doing, buddy? Hello? Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> you did this the first time. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's good, but, but you said hello? <laughs> I was like, can you hear me? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, EGX is next weekend. We will be in attendance, so the next week's podcast will be from EGX, episode 79. Uh, that's going to be a two-hour broadcast because there is an absolute ton of stuff going on. Uh, we'll be giving thoughts on the games, interviewing some developers, and whatever we can't get will be on the midweek. Uh, but that being said, uh, Sonic Frontiers, which is a game I will be playing next weekend, thank God I can't wait. Uh, it said you can't even scratch some bosses. Some of the people are saying that this game, from what they've played early, uh, from I think it was last week uh, during PAX, said this game is vastly different to what the beta was. Like, it's drastically improved, which is great news. Uh, but they, one developer, uh, one player, I should say, said you can't even scratch some bosses until you unlock Super Sonic. Uh, some Frontier bosses will be impossible to defeat uh, unless you unlock Super Sonic ability, uh, which is the yellow form of Sonic, uh, which was introduced in Sonic 2. Uh, it was announced for Sonic Frontiers this week. It seems the form will be a key part of beating the game, apparently. Uh, that came from Morio Kishimoto. Said players will encounter a handful of bosses in the open zone that Blue Sonic wouldn't even scratch damage-wise uh, before the power-up is unlocked. Normally in Sonic games, you'll count a boss and you'll fight them as regular as Blue Sonic. However, there will be some bosses you will not be able to beat unless you unlock Super Sonic, uh, which is basically the yellow electric version. Uh, Super Sonic, and then but you need to get those. But to do that, you need to use all seven Chaos Emeralds. So you need to get quite far in the game before you can beat them. 
Uh, becoming supersonic will be the only way to fight them and actually win. Uh, Mechanic was showed off in the game's new trailer, debuted at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, Sonic, in his regular form, tries and fails to take on the gigantic boss. Uh, the player then unlocks Supersonic, goes back and whoops them. Uh, Kishimoto also suggested a lot of these bosses will be at a much higher difficulty level than what you're used to in previous Sonic games. Uh, up until now, Supersonic would only appear in the last boss. Now you have to unlock it and use it against several bosses uh, in order to beat the game completely. Uh, combat has been a big focus, apparently, for Sega, which is great news. Uh, they said that the players will need to combine Sonic speed and skills in order to come each enemy. Uh, there will be an intensive story as well, uh, featuring other major characters, including Dr. Eggman and Amy, who will be making cameos and appearances throughout the game, uh, which is great news. I am looking forward to Sonic Frontiers. This this announcement and all these updates and, and stuff they've done, they really seem to have taken people's criticism and debate to heart, and they've drastically improved it. it fills me with a lot of confidence. This This game doesn't look scarce anymore at all. There is a lot to it. Uh, there is a lot more story involved. There is voice acting, which is great. It seems they're using a lot of the focus on the movies as well. They're kind of trying to combine the, the magic of the movies into this game. And yeah, it's looking excited. like Sonic fans is uh, it's looking like it's, it's a good time to be a Sonic fan again, man. You know, with the movies coming out, like the movies have been great. There's new Sonic Frontier games. While I was skeptical at first, you know, with the new environment, I'm starting to like it. The more and more that you know that it's starting to come out, the more and more that I'm starting to like it. So. Do you think Pretty this is good. going to be an award winner? I know well, there's probably, going to be a lot of competition not. for that place, but... Probably not. Especially not this year. Not not when you have games like Elden Ring that came out. Not when you had uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 that just released about a month ago. People loving that. You had mm. Triangle Strategy. You got God of War coming. Yeah. You know well, we, I mean? do, we do have nominations right now. If you guys are looking to nominate for Most Anticipated or Game of the Year or Indie Game of the Year or Publisher, etc., uh, you will find your inbox right now on the webs from us. Uh, nomination sheet. It's only available to site members. So if you wanted to nominate Sonic Frontiers for most anticipated or potential game of the year, then feel free to do that. But I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I have to say I've been a Sonic fan for many years since the very first Sonic game, which I 100%ed, and I will always love Sonic. This game originally had me doubting that this game was going to be any good. I think since the success of the first movie. Sega has learned a lot and has used that experience to put into Sonic games. And if they capture the magic with the Sonic Frontiers and any future releases, uh, Sega's look, future is looking extremely bright, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Uh, Star, Star Wars Eclipse uh, was another game that was previously announced. Uh, we'll keep the fundamentals of Quantic Dream games, uh, even though it's an action-adventure. A lot of people didn't want Quantic Dreams. There was a, a protest against them even getting the license for it. Uh, however, they said there's a very strong story, very strong characters, multiple playable characters, in fact. And, of course, as always in Quantic Dream games, major choices. Uh, Star Wars Eclipse will keep the fundamentals and be an action-adventure at heart. Uh, during the interview with IGN Japan, uh, CEO Guillermo del Fon, Fon, I can never pronounce this guy's last name, Fondumia, I think that's how you say it, uh, confirmed that the studio's upcoming Star Wars game will retain what we've come to expect from the studio. He said, we think with each new title, we try to innovate, we try to explore new ground. We're certainly going to keep the fundamental elements that make a Quantic Dream game with a very strong story, multiple strong characters, and of course, giving the players the possibility to change 
through their actions, decisions, how the story unfolds. So realistically, you could start as a Jedi and join the bad side if you wanted to. That'd be extremely cool. Yeah. Eclipse was previously announced at the Game Awards last year. Uh, the game promised action-adventure, multiple character branching narrative story uh, in the High Republic era of the iconic Star Wars galaxy. This is another game I'm extremely excited for because I also love Star Wars. Star Wars has, has been around since my childhood. I think it's one of the first movies I ever watched uh, was the original trilogy. And I'm wow. like, I, it's been a while since I've actually played a Star Wars game. I think the last one, what was that last one that came out on PlayStation Xbox? Oh, Jedi Fallen Order. That's the one. I really enjoyed the first one. I just felt it was very limited and it didn't, it felt very linear and I did not like it as much uh, because it just felt like you didn't really have any choice of what was going to happen next. You just had to play it. This, though, seems a little bit different. Quantity Dream is a very good studio. They did make Detroit become human. Uh, which is one of my favourite games on PlayStation ever. Uh, I know it's a weird choice for some people, but I really enjoyed that game. Uh, and I'm thankful they're, uh, they're they're branching out. They did also make Heavy Rain, which is a great game as well. Beyond Two Souls, another one. They, they're very accomplished studios as far as telling stories. It won't just be a Star Wars twist, though, they said. Uh, they said the lightsaber combat and some Star Wars locations from the iconic movies will also be involved. You will find them throughout the game. Uh, it's been losing the trademark, though, for quick time events remains to be seen. Uh, since the game's announcements, little else has been revealed. However, delay rumours were quickly refuted, uh, largely because the release date had never been announced. He said, when we met Lucasfilm, we met with them because it was Star Wars. Because with David Cage, we wanted to do a Star Wars game. That particular franchise with whom we grew, we discovered an awe of his children. Uh, the graphics for this game look incredible. I have had a chance to go through all the graphics and all these screenshots and everything were announced. It looks Unreal Engine 5-esque. I don't know if it's actually been made on Unreal Engine 5. It quite possibly is. And if it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of what they've released so far. I don't think it's going to be delayed, though. Do you, uh, do you think the Star Wars Eclipse is going to be the best Star Wars game we've ever had to date? Because it is looking that way at the moment. I doubt it, because you got, you got like, those PS2 games, The Force Unleashed, I mm. don't think anything is ever going to top that. Because yeah. just like you alluded to earlier about how, how you would like to be an evil Jedi or a good Jedi, that yeah. game allowed you, you know, the choice. Yeah. And then and then also, you, you know, the uh, the Star Wars game that was being remade, but that, you know, but now it's announced that it got delayed indefinitely, at least until they figure out what they want to do with it. I feel like that could come back. And a lot of new players or even returning players would probably argue that that could be the best one. Well, speaking of returning players, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, just released the Edge Runners update uh, to coincide with the anime on Netflix, because of which uh, the Steam player count for Cyberpunk 2077 has jumped drastically. Uh, it's become one of the most popular single-player games on the storefront uh, for quite some time. Uh, Cyberpunk hasn't had this movie's arise, obviously, when it released two years ago. Last Gen is a completely broken mess. Uh, Next Gen was not great. A lot of people said that CD Projekt Red lied to them uh, previously before the game was announced. Uh, but per Steve DB, uh, yesterday the number of current players on Cyberpunk peaked at 37,000, beating the likes of other games like Elden Ring, GTA and Destiny 2. Uh, it compares to August peak of 16,000, the amount of people has nearly doubled uh, since the new Edge Runners DLC announced. Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the new anime show, is fantastic. I've watched the first four episodes. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it seems very much to me like a work of passion that's gone into it. It's the amount of love into that anime. It's great. Have you watched the yeah. episode yet? 
I heard it was good, man. I got a lot of my friends was asking if I wanted to do watch parties and stuff inside, inside the Discord because I've been hearing nothing but good things. And also, just before we move uh, move on, right, I'm yep. extremely excited to see what uh, CD Projekt Red does with, you know, what's happening going forward because they just came out and said that that they were no longer supporting old-gen uh, or last-gen consoles because they just put out their last patch for Xbox One and PS4. So going yep. forward, all following DLC will be next-gen only or current-gen only. I mean, I, I, I don't think, I mean, I saw this people saying, oh, they, they don't care about gamers and they're letting down people who can't afford consoles. Look, the point of the matter is this game is so big, so expansive, so drastically, vastly superior technology wise to a lot of the games that came out two years ago that they wanted to do so much with it. They were using a brand new engine. It was never really going to work on next gen or last gen. Yes, they should not have said it's going to release on last gen. That was a stupid, unbelievably dirty, fraudulent mistake they made there by releasing that. But people saying, oh, they're letting down. It's not. The only reason that they're releasing it is because the DLC, for them to drastically improve the game, will go beyond last gen's capabilities. There is no way an Xbox One or a PS4 could even match the, the speed and the frame rate which Cyberpunk will need to run at to make that game playable. Yes, they can keep releasing patches, but at the same time, you're having to downgrade everything to get it working on that last gen. It's far too much work for them. Realistically, they should never have announced it for last gen in the first place, personally. It should have been next gen only. Right. It's, you, could, you, could, you can't run that, game, that sort of game. It's like trying to run this new Star Wars game with the amount of graphics on a last gen console. It's never going to work. You, you have yeah. to move, they have to move with the times. They can't keep being held back by last gen consoles. Because the console, the technology they're using to make the new Cyberpunk updates will not work on that hardware. Not a chance. So it's it's some very silly takes out there. At the same time, I will agree with you, Ben. They did uh, they did make a fool of themselves with this announcing that they're gonna re- not gonna be releasing it. They shouldn't have really said anything. They shouldn't have been announcing, oh, it's not coming to last gen. What they should have done is just say when the next game comes out, next gen only, not before that game comes out because you're you're giving people time to piss you to to get pissed off at you just don't say anything would have been sometimes it's good to keep them and they've already yeah. annoyed last gen owners they should because that game last gen and broken i feel like i feel like cd project red is in a good spot yeah they dropped the ball with this but i mean it, this was like like literally a repeat of what happened with the witcher 3 back when the witcher 3 came out and that game was was a glitchy buggy mess and then they and then they updated it. And now everybody loves The Witcher Three, and mm-hmm. and the same thing can be said with Cyberpunk. I've, I've seen a lot of people come back to this game now. Um, I just don't think I think it would have been smarter, you know, just to not really come out and say it right now. Maybe just wait and then maybe 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 just do it, but come out and do it with like a showpiece, showing a lot of the new things that like you've implemented, showing how how much the development, and since you're focusing only on current gen consoles, how much that has made the game better. Maybe then people, you know, I feel like that would have been a, a a better pill to swallow versus, you know, people really yeah. don't have anything to go about it. And they just know, man, I, I bought this game and I'm going to be missing out. Mm. I mean, the, the anime, I think, has really revitalized the cyberpunk, the cyberpunk franchise. Is it that good? I, I, well, it has, because if you look at whether when the anime launched on Netflix, the amount yeah. of people that watch that, the majority of people watching that were people who were already familiar with the show. Or familiar with the game, I should say. So you have people going back to it because at the same time they released the anime, they released DLC. So it coincided. 
that because that anime is so good it's right. made people think about playing the game again it's brought people back it was a very smart move for them because the anime if you watch it you'll see things and like characters and this this ties back to the game story so it's all interconnected so if you want to get a true grasp of what's going on you need to go play the game if you haven't already to really understand it all yeah. but at the same time you've got the game which is doing extremely well because they've released the update alongside actually dropping the price as well they've dropped the price down so you'll be yep. able to get it cheaper so it's it's yep. worth picking up it's worth yeah. watching the anime because the cyberpunk the universe is just going to keep growing at this point. Yeah, I think I bought that game for like 20 bucks. I got it for. Mm. And it's got the price. And it's got an update. Yeah. yeah. And you got a free update with it. It's definitely worth a go. Speaking of anime, Genshin Impact is becoming anime as well. The very popular mobile game uh, is about to become an anime. Uh, it's officially become partnered with Hoyoverse. Uh, it's announced a new collaboration with animation studio UFO Table. Announced during the game's version 3.1 special program, which is a three-minute concept trailer. Uh, we showed off the art style and feel what the anime will eventually be. Uh, given that it's just a concept trailer, though, with some time before we see final episodes are released, uh, full episodes, Hoyoverse has branded this a long-term project and looking at something they're looking to do for the long term. Uh, the video does give us a brief teaser. Uh, it says, let's step into this vast magical world of adventure together. Uh, if you play Genshin Impact, it is a vastly superior game to a lot of games out there on mobile. Definitely one of the best games on mobile, period. Uh, it's inspired from the anime from the start. The game and the anime will be closely tied together. Uh, there's been a tough update since the game launched, uh, and a lot of the characters and quests and stuff will also be uh, branching over to the TV anime series. I don't know yet where this uh, new anime will be airing. Now, I don't think they've announced that yet, although keep updated. We will announce it or uh, make sure you are know, know about it when it does become known. Uh, Constantine, uh, the new sequel, is in the works. Warner Brothers... Keanu Reeves will be returning as Constantine, even though he is now 60 years old. Uh, I love Keanu Reeves. He is breathtaking. But, you know, I think he's a bit old to be playing. Uh, if they're going to be carrying on, it's directly after the first movie, from rumours I've heard. I don't know how to feel about that, because Keanu Reeves in the first movie was in his 30s. <laughs> no, it's not, yeah, he was, he's yeah. 30 years older now. He's like, what the hell happened to you? You look terrible. Uh, not only that, not only that about him being 30 years older, it's like, Dude, I wonder why they waited so long to even do this because yeah. you gotta imagine, like the movie would have sold more coming off the cusp of, of the first movie. It would have sold more if it would have came out ten yeah. years ago versus thirty years ago. I don't yeah. think that movie's gonna come out and do and, and be as big as these people think. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's, he's in his late thirties, and I think he's just he's nearly sixty now. So it's been yeah, about twenty old. years since the last Constantine film. Why would you wait that long? <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make sense. But you know what it is, though, right? Is that is that they're trying to go off people's nostalgia because they did the same thing with the Matrix. You remember what last yeah. year that new Matrix movie came out? Yeah. People they tried to it. revitalize the, they, the franchise. They, you know, it's like they're going to come out with this Constantine movie and they're going to change some stuff and they're going to piss some people off. Mm. And the only reason this is happening, the only reason they're doing all these revitalizing sequels for Keanu Reeves' greatest hits. Is because of the success of Cyberpunk, <laughs> not really the success, but how well it was received. Keanu Reeves' performance as Johnny Silverhand, and it's sort of people who love Keanu Reeves had their 
as gamers, majority of the gaming industry were in awe of the fact that someone like Keanu Reeves was going to be in it, and there was all this hype about the game, even though the game was terrible. It sort of revitalised his career in a way, and made him more popular mm-hmm. again, and he's sort of become the new greatest actor for people in mine and your generation. Well, people do love those John Wick movies. Those John people Wick love movies. that. And John Wick as well. John Wick was another big reason why these moves are happening because he's proven that he can, even though he's nearly 60, he can still be an action hero. He's yeah. not a Bruce Willis or a Sylvester Stallone. And when they got to 60, they wanted to retire. Shout out to Bruce Willis, though. What's happening to him is uh, it's rather scary. He's sick, right? He's very ill. He can't. He's losing his memory. He's eventually going to forget yeah. everything. He won't be able to speak either. He'll still be fully conscious, know where everything's going on. He just won't be able to communicate with anyone. That is horrendous. Imagine being trapped yeah. in your own body and you can't tell someone anything. It'll become yeah, that's crazy. It's, that's, that's horrible. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole John Wick thing, he's, Keanu's definitely proven that he is a tremendous actor. Uh, he's vastly improved over the years. Uh, his ability, he was always a good actor, but I think in the last 10, 15 years, he's really gone above and beyond. Uh, and to see him coming back is great, but this is the only reason that they're doing this sequel is because of the success of the John Wick franchise and how well received he was when he made his jump for the, I think it was the first or second time, I think it was the first time in the Cyberpunk game. Even though the game was crap, his performance was terrific and he did extremely well there. And it's, it's, it's really proven to a lot of people in the industry that Keanu Reeves is a moneymaker. He needs to stay in that. But to bring yeah. this movie out now, 20 years later, when it's not going to make any sense because half the people that are going to see this film are going to be people that didn't watch the first one and have yep. no idea what's going on. And you know what's going to happen, right? Is that they're going to go back to try to watch the first one and they're going to fall into that trap where the movie looks dated, the acting is dated, the jokes yeah. are dated, everything about that movie, the effects, everything is dated. Yeah. If you're going so to do a franchise, will... put it in around the same time frame. Yeah. I understand, yes, they want to do movies to try and bring captured, like, because obviously companies like Warner Brothers are really struggling for innovation, creativity-wise. They don't know how to write a script anymore. And it seems this is a concurrent thing in Hollywood where you just bring stuff back because you've run out of ideas. Yes, Keanu is a great actor. Yes, the Constantine franchise is a great franchise. It was 20 years ago, though. So you're not going to be able to capture that same magic because the audience you had are not going to see it again. And it doesn't matter how great it is from 20 years ago, how much I love the Constantine film. It's going to feel like two vastly different projects, even if you are trying to call it a sequel. Yeah. Which is a shame. You should have bought it out 20, 10 years ago, five, 15 years ago. Would have made more sense. <laughs> not when the guy's nearly 60. He's not going to be rolling around late, on man. the floor. <laughs> He's getting older. Eventually, you're going to have to try and do something new. And Warner Brothers need to stop doing this. Uh, Constantine 2 will mark the first time that Keanu Reeves has played the title character in 20 years. Uh, this is Miriam Michael Keaton's belated return to the Batman in 2023's The Flash. Michael Keaton, yes, is coming back. <laughs> yes, Batman. <laughs> Who asked for this? Oh, my God. Michael Keaton as Batman in this day and age. It's like we're living in the early 1990s. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Reeves obviously voiced a strong desire to reprise the Constantine role. It was his initial baby. He wanted to come back to it. Uh, there's no yet word yet on the plot of the sequel, uh, nor whether any other actors like Rachel Wise, Shia LaBeouf, I don't want to see in an, in an action, any movie again. He needs to get better. 
Uh, he did a recent interview earlier. He was talking about his drug addiction and, and just being a tremendous piece of shit to everybody he met and everybody knew. And he said he doesn't want to be like that anymore. And he wants to take time away because acting is not his first love anymore. He just wants to get better. I really wish the best for him. I really do. I hope he does. Uh, I hope he does recover from his from his addictions. Um, Constantine <laughs> hit theaters though. Matt Ryan has played the character in both live action, uh, the new M- the NBC series which got cancelled, uh, and Legends of Tomorrow. And he was also voiced the character in the Justice League Dark. Uh, Jenna Coleman also played a gender swap version of Constantine in The Sandman. However, uh, the series has not been reprised as far as movies go, uh, mainly TV and anime. Uh, the movie comes at cost, though Variety corroborates Deadline's story. It's also reported that Abraham's Constantine and the Manamex series are no longer moving forward. On the bright side, Variety sources indicate both shows could find new homes elsewhere. Uh, Abraham Abrams was announced to be working on a reboot in Constantine series back last year. Uh, both shows are expected to tie into the Justice League series on HBO Max. Please don't. <laughs> if you're going to bring John Keanu Reeves back as John Constantine, do not tie it in with the HBO series Justice League. I'm begging you. You're going to ruin it. Uh, it's unclear whether Justice League Dark has been given the axe, though, in like the recent Batgirl cancellation uh, following the, uh, the treatment of the actress Ruby Rose on set and other people. Uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't please. Have you seen the Justice League series? No, I have well, not. You talking about the right, new ones? I, I, you'll know what I mean because I've watched one episode, and I'm never ever watching another one. The show is absolute garbage. It's extremely corny, lame corny. <laughs> like, I, I, I know, I know, he's got a fan base, and there's going to be DC fans out there. They're going to hate me, but just think of all the worst parts of the DC universe, all the movies, all the crap you saw in there that you absolutely hated, and put it in a TV show. That's what it is. It's literally, they've taken all the rubbish out Jesus. and put it on TV. It's bad. I know people like it. I know people are going to say, you're lo- you're talking rubbish. Don't care. <laughs> it's crap. Yeah, I do not want this John Tonson team. Do not tie this supernatural horror fucking adventure action film with that go to garbage, please. I do not want to see superheroes on John Constantine filming Keanu Reeves. I will walk out of the theatre. Anyway. Uh, last but not least, Keanu, uh, not Keanu, I've got Keanu Reeves on the brain now. Karate Kid uh, from the Cobra Kai series has just been announced. 2024 will be getting a movie release. Uh, first time since the late 90s has been a Karate Kid film. Uh, it's proved to be Netflix's most consistently successful series of all time. Frequently great in the top two. Uh, so every time it releases, season five dropped last week. Have you watched season five of Cobra Kai? No, I haven't watched. I haven't watched. Oh, mate, you got to watch this. Oh my god, you're missing out. <laughs> I tell everybody this. I had my. I put this on one episode. My wife is now hooked. She saw the first ten minutes and was like, "Oh, yeah. what's this?" She doesn't watch TV. She reads. Bro, I tried to watch. It's hard to sit down and watch That's something. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tried to watch one episode of uh, what the hell was it called? It was called Golden Fist or or some something. It was some kind of Marvel TV show. I was looking like, bro, what is this low budget BS? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, Karate Kid starts off. So if you obviously people haven't watched Karate Kid, this is a brief rundown. But it basically goes from the last time that we saw uh, Ralph movie, right? Macchio, yeah, from the movies, the original trilogy, not the yeah, remake yeah. they tried to do, uh, with Johnny Lawrence, and it basically paints Ralph Macchio as as the popular theory. See, there was a popular theory floating around the interwebs for many many years that Johnny Lawrence was actually the good guy and Ralph Macchio was the bully. 
they've used that theory as the basis for the first season and they've just built on there. And now it's Johnny Lawrence and Ralph Macchio and actually now friends and they're beating the crap out of all the old Cobra Kai bosses like a silver haired fox himself and the other one. I can't remember. My mind's gone blank now. I'm just thinking about that flipping yeah, DC. But the new Cobra Kai has been absolutely terrific. Season five's just dropped. It is absolutely worth the watch. Uh, it's combining the old movies with new series. It's really bringing back my love for Karate Kid that got me into martial arts when I was like four or five years old. Absolutely loved that show. If you haven't watched it, it is worth an Emmy. And I know people will think, well, it's not going to Emmys are worth nothing considering what they've done with Better Call Saul. Have you heard about this Better Call Saul? Yeah, yeah, I heard. They've about been it. nominated forty six times and won nothing. And that last episode, that last series of Better Call Saul, is probably, in my opinion, one of the best series ever made for television. Even though it's on mm. Netflix, it's one of the best shows ever. That last series is magnificent. There's not a single fault with that last season, and they won nothing. That shows you what you mean for Emmys. But at the same time, the Karate Kid movie has been announced following the success. Uh, the fifth season dropped on Netflix, which is obviously a spin-off of the original 1984 film. Uh, the success and love of Cobra Kai has found with viewers has led to a new exciting announcement, and that is the Cobra Karate Kid, uh, which will include characters from the TV show, was being made into a movie. Uh, officially announced by Sony Columbia this past week, is set for June 7th, 2024, so you've got about two years, roughly, before this drops. Uh, it will come with information nearer to the time, uh, we don't know the stars, the directors, the writers. However, uh, Ralph Macchio and Johnny Lawrence are both pitching this and will likely be working on it. Uh, I can't remember. William Shapka. That's the one. Zapka? Zapka. William Zapka, not Johnny Lawrence. I keep calling him Johnny Lawrence. Uh, yeah, William Zapka and Ralph Macchio will both be involved or are involved in this. Uh, so with it, time will tell. I'm more than likely they will be involved in some capacity. Uh, the only known for certain, though, is a return to the original Cry Kid franchise. So, obviously, don't expect Mr. Miyagi, because that actor sadly passed away. Uh, Ralph Macchio will likely be involved, uh, considering this is a return and a continuation. They've basically cut out the uh, the remake they tried to do, the reboot, and uh, replaced it with Ralph Macchio. He will be back uh, in some form in this film. Uh, so far, there have been five Cry Kid films, uh, with the 1984 signed Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi. Uh, there's Karate Kid 2 and 3. There was a fourth movie, which was the new Karate Kid, was released in 1994. In 2010, obviously, they released the Jane Smith, Jackie Chan role, uh, which was terrible. Um, Jane Smith is a, is a a was a very promising young actor, and he's kind of a... Since then, he's gone a little bit ballistic. Um, not, obviously, for any particular reason. Obviously, the breakdown of his family is not helping. Uh, but uh, Cobra Kai uh, started out as a YouTube Red series in 2018. Um, because it was so successful, Netflix bought it from YouTube. It's kind of an odd one. But yeah, it's coming back for a movie, and I'm unbelievably excited. They have been doing a number of cameras throughout the show, so it's likely we're going to get to see uh, some plot holes or something remote or, or fixed or tied up loose ends uh, from the TV show. I'm looking forward to it because next year is the final season of Cobra Kai. It will be a nicer continuation to end that story finally. Uh, in 2024 and that's going to do it thank you everybody for joining us don't forget to follow the website uh, check us out on facebook instagram and twitter uh, you'll find us uh, all the information regarding the uh, you know, nominations our interview with fear effects has done very well it's now our most popular episode we've ever done of a podcast uh, please go check that link 
give it a listen. Great guys over there. Definitely a studio that's worth watching. And uh, their next game, Nightwall Manor, looks like it's going to be terrific as well. Thank you to Bam Bam for joining me this week. Hey, thank you very much, buddy. Yeah, man, it's always a good time coming in here talking about video games. You know, that's that's what we, that's what it's all and, about and for me, man. Video game related movies, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> we do end up talking about the next movies coming out because that is always going to be a talking point at some point. Oh yeah, can't wait for the next Sonic, man. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really can't wait. Next weekend cannot come soon enough. It really can't. Uh, that being said, it should be either next weekend or the weekend after. We're going to be making our major announcement. I've been waiting for nearly a year to announce this. Uh, when it does happen uh, next either weekend or the weekend after. So episode 81 at the latest, we are going to make an announcement. Uh, I've got a meeting this Friday uh, and a meeting this Tuesday. Uh, so once those are finished and we've got everything I's and dotted T's across, that announcement will be announced formally on this podcast. So definitely go have a listen to it. Uh, that being said, thank you everybody for joining us. We'll be back next week for episode 79. I've been the major. Uh, I love you all. Have a great week. Stay safe. Uh, love each other. Protect each other. And uh, yeah, have a great time. I will see you guys tomorrow, Monday morning. Have a good one. Stay safe. It's the Talking Games Podcast. <laughs>